0: You just abandon any precaution, you know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what?
1: Hi, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You Rewatch podcast. My name
0: is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. Today... We have the bad boy of RHAP, newly introduced. He is in the class of 2020, one of the great new voices we've gotten this year. We'd like to welcome the great AJ Norris. Megan, I was not
2: expecting that. I thought you were about to go in on me. And you were just the sweetest person in the world. I was like, oh God, she's... (laughs) She's being so nice to me. I can't take this.
0: (laughs) Should I have more of an edge? Do I give (laughs) off this like bad boy persona as well? Should I have been harsher? I think Megan rides a motorcycle. I will admit I have once.
2: She is a sociopath on every level.
0: On two wheels, baby. Zoom, zoom, bitches.
2: We need to bring the Bible out for you. Oh my God.
0: Oh, (laughs) I will swear to get that (laughs) hundred (laughs) dollars. If you haven't listened to any of our other podcasts before, this will be very confusing for you. But I, too, would only tune in to the AJ episode, so no hard feelings.
2: I would tune into every episode. They are so funny.
0: Oh,
1: AJ. Hi, hi. So sweet. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you need to be harsher.
2: How harsh? Like the guy drawing the Asians? <laughs>
1: oh. Yeah, if you had to draw <laughs> somewhat harsh characters of us, what would you draw? Oh,
2: I would draw two stick figures. And one would say, "Hey," and the other one would say, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> oh,
0: I guess it's really important who's who in this caricature. No hummingbirds. No,
2: no hummingbirds. I I wish I could draw. Once I drew a cow, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And they
2: were like, "Oh, your cow looks so good." What did they know? I just traced that motherfucker.
0: Oh. <laughs> Ironically, one of the few drawings I have also done is of a cow. I had <laughs> <laughs> I had a project in like elementary school that I did on Mad Cow Disease. So you
1: so you drew like a cartoon yeah, cow? Yeah, I drew a crazy looking
0: cow that I traced. <laughs> Aj, I didn't know we had this in common. We They're are sneaky.
2: We are truly bad boys.
0: Yeah, the, the bad boys of the podcasting world. And then there's me, <laughs> Kelly. I demand a drawing of a cow that I can post on our Instagram. I agree. anything for you, Aj? And I have already proved ourselves. You <laughs> need to step
1: up.
2: Get on our this level. This a
1: lot of pressure. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> it's okay. We will only slightly, harshly judge you.
1: Yes. Yeah, Colin, cancel all of our Valentine's Day plans. <laughs> I'm now drawing a cow for Megan and AJ instead.
2: Name me something more romantic.
1: I wish I could. I really He's do. you welcome to also try to draw a cow.
0: I, I have no issue posting them together.
2: I would like y'all to do a cow off. Ooh.
0: Ooh, and... We won't, we won't <laughs> say who's who. The people gotta vote.
2: <laughs> yes i agree with this i am on this train cow up cow up cow (laughs) up
0: now i've been known to have strong opinions and one of my strong opinions is you should not wear socks and shoes inside of your house now you are an american
2: wait question both at the (laughs) same time
0: (laughs) yeah and i'll explain i'll explain.
2: Okay, go.
0: Slippers are okay, which normally you wear without socks and you got your little slippies on. Now you're wearing straight uh-huh. up shoes from the streets into your home? What is wrong uh-huh. with you? Do you
1: not do you not care for comfort? <laughs> So we're relitigating this. I thought you were asking AJ if he was pro or anti. Sorry, yeah, that's where I was going with
0: this. I just got a little riled up again. (laughs) Sorry, AJ. Kelly Kelly brought it to my attention that this might be against our negative listener. Sorry, our this might be negative towards our American listeners, who are the vast majority of our listeners. (laughs) And maybe I should simmer down. You know, hold myself back. But. Do you wear okay, in America, do you wear shoes into someone else's house? You don't take them off at the front door?
2: Okay. It depends. This is a very dependent situation. Uh is there is there a foyer or a garage where there's like concrete you step in beforehand? Or is it like, oh you step into the A garage. Don't you enter through you house it through their garage. <laughs> do
1: you we, live do in Tur- we live in Toronto. Everyone lives in condos and apartments. Sadly, <laughs> I'm not talking about walking through a garage. You enter their home, home. Yeah, you like go through the front door.
0: Are you yes. taking off your shoes and then walking into their house?
2: What is the duration of my visit?
1: A house party. What if you're going to a house party?
2: My shoes are staying on. I need a quick getaway.
1: Wow, Al, what is the duration <laughs> of time that
0: requires you to take them off, or is it a quick visit means you take them off?
2: I take them off if it is longer than fifteen minutes. comma, and there is not a lot of people That's fair now what now listen, I would like to say real quick. None of y'all are allowed to wear shoes in my home.
1: Oh,
0: see? <laughs> what? None of y'all. Offhand, hand, I would never. So this is a non-issue.
1: This is a Canadian thing. We don't wear shoes in people's houses.
2: But to the listeners who may visit my
1: house. Okay, <laughs> so when we were in university, I, Megan and I, we went to school in the same city. I went to a house party and I was wearing boots um it was winter and I took them off but mine were like really gross from salt and stuff and so I went into this party took my boots off you know was there for multiple hours and when I went to go leave realized that someone had taken my boots so I didn't have shoes anymore but the weird thing is they actually had the same ones that I did but theirs were nicer and in better condition. <laughs> so some poor <laughs> drunk girl took my boots and they were like ruined. Kelly, I have almost
0: an identical story except for this is a jacket. So uh, my boyfriend and I went to a bar at Queen's University. It's called Inge Pub. And mm-hmm. I had this like north face whatever skiing jacket that was too big for me so he borrowed it um we went to this bar he hung up the coat we went whatever hung out and then we when we went to leave my coat was gone but someone who owned like the man's version of the coat left theirs behind so they took my <laughs> coat because it's the same <laughs> coat but they left theirs which actually fit uh my boyfriend better So that's just been his coat for like five years.
1: This is wild. There's some kind of like drunk fairy going around who has blessed us both with slightly better versions of each of the things people have stolen from us. What did we do well in life to have this
0: happen? Or how much pity do we need from doing (laughs) poor? The
1: universe was like, they've been through a lot lately.
0: (laughs) We need these small wins.
2: Do you still think they have that coat? Like, they say, this coat might not fit me, but damn
1: it was. <laughs> and go. yours is the ladies' version, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, they're, like, snowboarding coats, so they're very similar. Like, there's... It's not, like... It's just, like, a black, straight mm. coat. There, it's not, like, the waist pulls in or anything. Like, it's very, like, gender neutral in general. But, I mean, my boyfriend's version has held up. He, he, he wore it this winter, and this was, like, five years ago. So... Yeah.
2: Five years.
0: Like, the best thing he's never bought.
1: Should I talk about Nathan for you? (laughs) Yeah, should we talk about Nathan for you? Oh, AJ, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, how you found the show and what, like, draws you to the show? Do you like the show?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is a great question. (laughs) Because this show was very problematic (laughs) on multiple levels. I feel like if you ask 12-year-old AJ... You would have been like, frick yeah. I feel like 21-year-old AJ is like, once I move past the gunk, yeah. this is a good show. Now, I got re-familiarized with it through clips on YouTube. I would watch clips on YouTube. They're like, oh, look at this funny clip. And I was like, oh, okay, ha, ha, ha. Back when I was a adolescent, and then TikTok hit. And I'd just be seeing these Nathan For You TikToks. I was like, whoa. I think the first Nathan For You TikTok is actually of the one... Of the show we're watching today.
1: Oh. The claw of shame. I yes. will say
0: I have like zero experience with TikTok and.
2: can keep it that way. I, I, I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> We are too old for TikTok. <laughs> Here, here's the issue that I'm about to have. So if they're about are... to have. <laughs> yeah, no. I work for a Toronto brewery. I do marketing. Mm-hmm. Our target demographic is like university students. Mm-hmm. And the youths they love tiktok the and youths. so we <laughs> kind of floated the idea around a few times of like should our brewery have a tiktok and if so what does that look like and i would be the one who would be making that decision mm-hmm. if we should get one for the company and if so i assume i'm the one making the content and i have never personally owned a tiktok account and it's just so <laughs> foreign to me I feel like I would just end up spending like eight hours trying to make one little video being like, is this what you like? I don't know. <laughs> so if there are like university age students who like beer and mm-hmm. craft breweries. Yes. If you could, dear Lord, please message me what kind of content <laughs> you would want. Help, Help me help you find products you like because I... I am like dodging that left, right, and center. Like, oh man, I'm like avoiding this topic. I have no idea. So I don't know any Nathan for you TikToks. Are they great? Are we missing? Should we, the podcast, even be making (laughs) TikToks? Kelly, what if the people love it?
2: Let me tell you what you should do. Yeah. Not for the brewery. I will tell you my suggestion. You know, I'll go down first. Just make bad decisions. I think that will get the We do that every day. (laughs) But for the TikTok, you should take a clip from the show mm-hmm. and you should put it over a video of someone making breakfast.
1: Breakfast Ooh.
2: And that's on period.
1: That's what TikTok
2: <laughs> is? Um, that's what some of TikTok is.
1: <laughs> I don't mean to
0: brag.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Actually I am gonna brag. Okay. I want wanted to
2: clip that and put it over like someone making eggs. <laughs> like I really want that. <laughs> and then send it to me on Twitter at the Ken or send me that TikTok. <laughs>
0: Does it have to be a TikTok? Can I just Uh, make you a video of me making eggs?
2: Yes, I would like that as well. I would. (laughs)
0: Like, making breakfast is in the category of, like, a thing I can do. Making a TikTok is not. (laughs) Wait. Wait, I just, you know what I realized? This has nothing to do with Nathan for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I came for a Nathan for you podcast? Oh
1: you What's came for this? Nathan for you, just buckle up, baby. We're going to get there. Just relax, okay? Are we? I swear to God, I'm going to talk about it.
0: Okay. Right.
2: Wait, over, under. How long is this podcast going to take? Oh, gosh. Two hours. Oh, gosh.
0: I haven't <laughs> eaten dinner, so we'll see. <laughs> Megan's blood sugar is going to get low. <laughs> Things are only going to get more out of hand.
2: This is amazing.
0: So, <laughs> I we are going to start this episode off talking about the failed ideas, and then you know we're going to dive into the claw of shame, but we don't want any interruptions. So, we're leaving all of that to be its own little bubble afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, could we talk about anything more timely than the world's only germ-free hot dog stand? No. No, we couldn't. COVID-friendly no yes yes this is a great idea i
2: I didn't even hear the idea and i was like i don't care what he says this. this is going to be a success in 2021 (laughs)
0: yes yeah so maybe we can tweak it a little but essentially we see someone working at a hot dog stand and we zoom into the sign where it says here's how this works you touch nothing condiments are hands-free your money is handled by a helper so essentially the point is that it's a germ-free hot dog stand. There will be a helper to take your money so you never have to touch it. Um, and then to put the condiments on, you are using foot levers to push down the ketchup and have it squeeze on. We get some visuals of this. It does seem like far too much ketchup and mustard comes out at once. So they need to tweak that. Um, there's onions in a container where you need to pedal your feet. Back and forth to (laughs) to shake the container up and down, which makes onions kind of fling out that you're supposed to catch with the hot dog. My only thoughts during this were with the robot we see later on, there should (laughs) be a better system. My thoughts were maybe you put your hot dog in a bit of a conveyor belt and you kind of select the items you want. And then it like already knows to put a line of like ketchup. Nobody wants mustard, but, like, relish.
1: (laughs) Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Ah.
0: Mayo, onions. I also don't even like pickles that much. But, like, for the people I'm saying, like, maybe a little bit of pickle because I was already so harsh on olives. But, you know, those things. And then you get it at the other end and you walk away. So maybe, like, that's the way you do it. Like, put it down a little conveyor stand or something. Or, actually, so conveyor stand still. But you stick your arms through these tubes that have gloves, and maybe you put it on that way. Mm -hmm.
1: It's not a bad plan.
2: I got a question that's very irrelevant. Question (laughs) number one. (laughs) So, I'm going to preface this. My name is AJ. I'm from a small town in the south. I moved to another not-that-big-city, but still in the south. I've never seen a hot dog cart before (gasps) in my life.
1: Okay. Oh my gosh. AJ, (laughs) you're missing out on a staple of late night food and like post baseball game snacks. Now, I will say a few things. So, one,
0: this is again a very like downtown city thing. Like, I don't live in Toronto, I live a little bit outside of it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not a thing you see outside of the city. The other thing you should know is that people call it street meat.
1: How does that make you feel?
2: <laughs> Dirty.
0: Do you want some street meat?
2: No, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I am a good Christian boy.
0: <laughs> I don't want none of
2: your street meat.
0: Oh. So, I do think that this is a good idea, though. Like, maybe the public wasn't ready for it then, but they're ready for it now for sure.
2: Wait, wait. That was not why I brought this up. Do people literally put pickles and onions on their hot dogs? Is that a thing people actually do?
0: Totally, yeah, yeah, for sure. Why? Yeah. It's like what you (laughs) would put on your burger, right? Kind of a lot of sandwiches. I mean...
2: Well, with burgers, you, like, make it with the onion and the meat. Like, the onion's already there.
1: You can, but you can also put it on top. I like an onion Mm -hmm. garnish, but I'm not a pickle person. But, like, usually I would if I was going to dress a hot dog... I would do ketchup, (laughs) mustard, mayo, barbecue sauce, because I love condiments, then hot peppers, and then onions. Okay. How are
2: you putting the, uh, not the onions, the pickles on the hot dog?
1: So they usually (laughs) have like a little container and it has some pickle juice and little tongs and you just tong your little pickles onto the hot dog.
2: Makes perfect sense. Yes, Megan.
1: (laughs) I was going to
0: say, list your burger ingredients
2: me personally
0: yeah what are you having on your burger
2: i'm about to sound as like a basic motherfucker but this is my real life bun cheese ketchup patty tomatoes lettuce cucumber um more ketchup top of bun
1: cucumber yes Cuc- <laughs> not, pi- not pickle but cucumber
2: correct that is the question
1: oh interesting (laughs) i like that i'm not a pickle person but i like cucumbers so i could get on board with that oh i I hate cucumbers i hate (laughs) they they are essentially
0: the same thing no a pickle is a pickled cucumber they're very exactly
2: very different
0: they're both bad i will say i like pickled everything else except for cucumber
2: moving on
1: (laughs) This is a great idea. This is a (laughs) great idea. Wait, what is a great idea? The the germ-free hot dog stand.
2: I I thought you were talking about my cucumber.
1: Cucumber also, (laughs) I'm in on that too. No. No.
2: Megan, how are you gonna be a bad boy if you don't enjoy cucumbers?
0: (laughs) Cucumbers are not a bad boy food. Unless you eat it without cutting it. Whoa. (laughs) If you're just if, if if you're just Biting a cucumber, that's pretty bold.
2: I am not a monster.
0: <laughs> then you get the little nubby part. No one wants if you're to. eating sliced cucumbers, that is not a bad boy snack.
2: What's a bad boy snack, man?
0: Oh, man, I don't even know. Probably something <laughs> you can take on the go. Because, you know, you're on a motorcycle. You're trying to zoom around. Like You don't got time to stop. You want something yes. you can grab and travel with. I would say like a sandwich, something on the go, a hot dog, something bold, kind of like the full cucumber. (laughs) Yeah, a full cucumber is the baddest of boy snacks. No. Yeah, you have to have confidence to eat a cucumber in public.
1: Only if you're making eye contact with someone
0: else, I think. Imagine you're driving, you turn, there's someone on a motorcycle making eye contact with you, biting the top of a cucumber, and then they drive away. How do you feel?
2: I agree with your conveyor belt. My question is, we are now in the year 2021. Homie is grabbing your wallet out of your pocket. You don't have money in there. Is this still an issue? I'm seeing nods of yes, this is an issue.
1: This is this is a great point.
0: Yeah. Now I I do feel like from a customer cleanly perspective we've kind yes. of perfected we perfected like the chip tap and walk yeah. away so you're not you're not gonna hand cash to anyone pretty much ever
1: <laughs> who carries cash anymore yeah
2: how much cash do you think I have in my wallet at the moment if y'all guess it I'll ship it to you
1: whoa <laughs> in American dollars that's that's what? yes in American Funny dollars for us. Okay. in
2: American dollars um, how much is in my wallet wait. This is the thickness of my wallet, not that thick. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm saying I'm I'm ready. I'm saying eight dollars. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say eight dollars. What the
1: heck? <laughs> oh, is it prices right rules? I'll say one dollar.
2: God damn it.
1: <laughs> There's one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is the best day of my life! I'm so mad I went first. That's like a dollar thirty Canadian.
2: Um, send me your email. I'll ship it to you.
1: Do I draw a cow on the one dollar bill that Asia <laughs> ships to me? <laughs> hang it, hang it on your wall.
2: I lost my only dollar, but I love this. <laughs>
0: M- maybe, maybe you could win a Canadian dollar throughout this. It's worth maybe seventy cents, a loonie.
1: <laughs> a what am I calling? Or perhaps a toonie.
0: No, no, we're not rich. Come on now. Pause. We're, we're not shipping toonies
2: Y'all are being serious.
1: Yeah, yeah. Our currency is loonies and toonies
2: I thought you were talking about bugs money. You were making a joke at my expense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Canadian you don't know Canadian currency?
2: I know it's colorful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we have like one dollar coins and two dollar coins, and it's a loonie and a toonie. Also, col- colorful bills are just smart. It's easy to identify. You got it's so
0: hard. It's so hard to count American money.
2: You look at the white man on the bill and be like, <laughs> "Is this this white man or the
0: other white man?"
1: <laughs> Our second segment of the failed Nathan for you segment is the animal hospital, where they basically are offering an add-on service where someone will record a voiceover with a picture of the person's pet, and talk about the fact that the pet has passed on, and, you know, they're so sad to be gone, but they're very happy that they're in heaven, and then you can show that to your children to explain the fact that the pet passed away. Very sad, emotional segment. Very unhinged. And, of course, the child that they show absolutely hates us and cries. So
2: I took two notes for this entire show. Y'all saw (laughs) one of the notes was about this segment and it says, Oh, he said tearless, not tear list, which made, (laughs) which made me say, would y'all like to tear list away to tell your child that your dog has died?
1: (laughs) I feel like this is like probably bottom tier for me. I guess yes. I have a different opinion.
0: <laughs> oh, go Megan, go, go. <laughs> I personally think this is a kind of good idea. That's oh, it. Really? That's it. Yeah. So this child said he wasn't a fan of the voice. used because it didn't sound like his dog. If you got a voice actor who maybe like put on more of like a barking voice and kind of you know, could imitate, like, the dog a little bit. Does your dog <laughs> talk to you? Like, so the kid's complaint is, like, this doesn't sound like my dog. He didn't say, like, this is a bad plan, Nathan.
2: So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think it could actually be a good idea, like, having the pet in, like, a happy place. If they put a little bit more effort into the video... Like the, the animal itself breaking the news to again, a very small child who would get fooled by this. I don't think that's that bad of a plan. Because if not, mm-hmm. your your animal just completely disappears and you have no closure, and then you're scarred for the rest of your life. So this might help a little bit by giving you a little bit of closure, and then you know that your pet is telling you, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm happy where I am, like life's great, don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. So I think that
1: it's actually not a bad idea. You would just need to tweak some things. Well, okay, part of my issue, though, is that I put on my own voice for both my pets. So maybe it's just, like, I would imagine my own voice. So maybe, like, if it's a parent doing the video voiceover, would that be better?
2: Maybe the parent should do it. But what if it's a single parent?
1: They're like, hey, I'm going to leave you in the waiting room for 20 minutes. (laughs) I need to go back here and talk to Nathan about something. (laughs) You can go hang out with like a
0: family friend. Got to go quickly record a video. But I think that, you know, yes. again, with a few tweaks, this is a good idea. This is like this is a half decent idea for a child small enough who can't realize like if your child still believes in like Santa, your child's going to believe this. Next quote unquote, failed idea is Nathan approached a bar with an innovative way of stopping drunks from getting behind the the wheel. So we know that Nathan is a prolific magician. He's been doing it since he was a child. So therefore, he is the perfect candidate for this role. So he decided that a street a magician should be doing tricks outside of the bar to trick patrons into testing their blood alcohol level by breathing into the end of a wand. So he asks them for their car keys so he can do a trick. He has them blow into the end of a wand. Therefore he can determine if they have drank too much to drive. We see a segment where there's one man who has in fact drank too much to drive. So Nathan does a few little hand motions, makes his car keys disappear, and says, I'm so sorry, you can't drive. Now, the real problem with this idea is what do you do next once you determine that someone should not be driving anymore? So Nathan decided, he, okay, he can't drive, but he needs his keys to get into his apartment Therefore, I should probably drive him home. So we see a fun little segment of Nathan taking the guy home. He mentions and complains how far away the guy lives. And the guy's like, yeah, I know where I live. And they bring him home. They go into his apartment and Nathan decides, you know what? If I just leave you here, you could still get up, take your keys and go get behind the wheel um, and be unsafe. So I need to watch you fall asleep before I will feel secure enough to leave. So we see a segment of Nathan tucking this fully grown man into a couch, which I I wonder why he didn't go sleep in his bed. And here we learn, perhaps, the worst part of the episode is this guy tells us that, no, he doesn't need to go brush his teeth because he only brushes his teeth once a day because no one's smelling his (laughs) breath. So Nathan's like, uh, don't you go need to brush your teeth or something? He's like, no, I, and maybe it's a little gross, but I only do it once a day in the morning. So I have some questions for you guys. One, yes. if, if you are going to brush your teeth once a day, what time of day is best to do it?
2: After breakfast.
0: Yeah,
1: I would go with after breakfast after as well. Breakfast.
2: That is my go-to? Wait, not my go-to. That's my guess. <laughs>
1: I feel like that's the best choice, right? You, like, have your coffee and stuff. I feel like get all the gunk out. Me
2: personally. Y'all don't even know about my life. Um, Me personally. <laughs> I will, like, wake up, brush my teeth. And whenever I take a shower, after the shower, I brush my teeth still. So mm-hmm. whether it's two or three showers, that means I'm brushing my teeth two or three more times. Now you can't tell because they're Three just-
1: showers? Th-
2: those are rare. Like, those are bad days. Like, oh, I did something disgusting in the morning. <laughs> And my dumb ass took a shower and did something disgusting in the afternoon, so I gotta do it
0: again.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm-hmm. AJ, I take, a sh- like, three showers a week. Okay, I guess I do take a shower after I, like, work out. So I guess yeah. that counts. Of- yes, okay. it counts. That's like a minute yeah. shower, though. It's like a rinse. So
2: so you are taking a shower once a day. Are you taking it when you wake up, when you go to sleep, or after you work out?
1: After I work out. Mm-hmm.
2: Ew. And you I do work out every day. oh. <laughs> okay then
1: i'm just disgusting i'm sorry but i do sleep in a bed not on the couch at least
2: um does that make a difference like if you slept on the couch does that change when you take a shower
1: i feel like sleeping on the couch your couch i don't know about y'all i live in a very small condo like we eat dinner on our couch we spend a lot of time on the couch like watching tv whatever like the couch is the spot i feel like the couch is disgusting
2: I would like to say real quick (laughs) just to rewind it because I have the memory of a steel trap. You said I have a few questions and you only asked us one.
0: I think What was it?
2: It was um what time would you brush your teeth? That was the only question you asked. Yeah,
0: (laughs) if you were to brush your teeth once a day, what would it be? And it was probably just like, was it acceptable for him to sleep on his couch? And I think he slept on his couch because there were There was, like, a camera crew, and I bet you he had something weird in his bedroom he didn't want them to see. Whoa!
2: Ooh! I don't know. He seems pretty lonely, so I'm excited to see what's in the bedroom.
0: What could it be? I am
2: not. (laughs) I am not personally excited, but I would like to know.
0: I'm nosy. Oh, my God. Kelly, our old roommate. (laughs) How many
1: tangents? Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't even know if we can get into that today. Yeah, JJ. I do wonder. Do we think he had roommates? No, he's a he's like
0: an old man. <laughs> he's a grown up. Grown up people
1: have roommates. No, no, he's I meant that
0: like they would have seen and like one he wouldn't have. I guess you would want your keys back, but one it wouldn't be so important because someone else could have let him in, mm-hmm. unless he's just like crashing on his friend's couch, and he didn't have a bedroom. I don't know.
1: I think we can do we can do a quick tangent to our old roommate. So we did have a roommate who did have yes. something weird in his bedroom. Um, so we lived with this guy. We won't name him. Let's just call him Nathan Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And Buffy lived with us for four months, and he lived in a room that was always locked, so mm-hmm. we never saw his bedroom. Which is pretty weird, you know, like, we were all friends living together, minus this one guy. Well, the rest of us just, like, wandered into each other's rooms all the time. And so this guy was just, like, a random that lived with us. And so one night he went out and he left the door open. And this is probably my greatest regret in life, Megan. I don't know if you would agree, but... Um, yes. He left his door open, like, a little crack. And so, like, six six of us, like, crowded around the crack, And we were, like, we're we, like, we need to know what's going on in there. This guy is a little weird. So if we mm-hmm. crack open the door, and he had a very professional-looking camera set up on a tripod facing his bed. AJ, would you have gone and looked at what was on the camera?
2: No, because I think my imagination has done a good enough job. It, I don't want it think it was worse than what it actually was
1: <laughs> we'll never know we'll it's never like know. schrodinger's cat we didn't go look so now we don't know what was on the wait
2: camera. y'all didn't look we
1: didn't look Pause.
2: okay here's what i would have done we are drawing straws one of us is looking to see what's on that camera <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a, we should have done that
0: we should have done that like,
2: yes like no now that i know i can't know i want to know
0: <laughs> well we'll never know i think about this every day <laughs> I'm not kidding. (laughs) What was on the camera? Okay, can we rank these failed segments? Oh, yes, we can. Yes,
2: yes, yes, we can.
0: Okay, so from first place to third place, what is the best segment to the worst segment?
2: Define, wait, can you define best and worst for me? Like, I would like the definition, like how much I enjoyed watching it or how practical it is.
0: I'm going to say how... There's practical. I think original is one that we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, is it a good idea?
2: So a combination of those three things. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: I think like cool. a Venn diagram of those. Yeah. Now,
2: question. One more question. When we're talking about the hot dog, are we talking about Nathan's or ours? Well, more like Kelly Nathan. so, okay. Nathan's.
0: So Unfortunately, we cannot add any amendments to these ideas because we could make all three of them fabulous. But them in their own form, as they are with no
1: adjustments, what is the best okay. idea?
2: Okay. One, two, one, three. Okay. You can go, Kelly.
1: I think for me, number one is the magic show outside the bar. Because I think that would personally, like if I was coming out after drinking, I, th- I would think that would be very fun. Um, granted, I don't drive to bars. Like I pretty Mm -hmm. much always, you know, we have Uber and Lyft now or take public transit, but maybe you blow into the, the blood alcohol test and they're like, Hey, you're too drunk to decide if you should go home with this person. (laughs) Now, I think you get consent could be another thing. I don't know. We could expand upon that one. That would be my number one though.
0: I do think we should go around and each say our number one and then all of us say our number two and then all of us say our number three. Okay, so cool. a- AJ, what is your number one?
1: I
2: have to agree with Kelly here mm-hmm. is now I didn't think consent could be an issue, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I like the idea of I just got done heavy drinking, whether to enjoy myself or had a shit day. And I'm introduced to a magician. And he gets to take my keys and he gets to do bippity boppity boop. I think that is enjoyment from the drunk person standpoint. And plus in 2021, like with Uber and Lyft and stuff like that, we don't have the issue of, Oh, I'm stealing this man's house keys. He, they just be like, Okay, go into this car. Hopefully you find your way home and on to the next one. I like, I like that.
0: Okay. Y'all are wrong. <laughs> Y'all are putting some magicians in a high risk role. There's for sure going to get beat up by the drunkest person who needs their keys taken away. You are not thinking of the magician's safety. The best idea. <laughs>
1: I didn't come here to get lectured today, Megan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best idea. I let yes. you all speak. The best idea is very obviously the germ-free hot dog stand. It is 2021. We are, we are not about that germ life. <laughs> Give me them onion foot pedals because I'm making a hot dog,
1: baby. Huh. <laughs> I, I would say germ-free hot dog is my number two. And I do think you could like even gamify germ-free hot dog in a way, which would be pretty funny.
0: I guess that, that goes on. We now know your number two. Did you have additional comments, or do we want to hit AJ with what is your number two? I want
1: to hear AJ's.
2: My number two is the tearless animal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a big problem in the, in the world where people are losing their pets at a young age, and we need to
0: solve it somehow. AJ, AJ, (laughs) honey, we are on the same page. Yes, yes, yes. A tearless way to tell your children their pet Mm -hmm. has died is clearly a number two idea. It is compassionate. It Mm -hmm. gives you extra footage of your pet. You are letting your child down in a loving way. Love (laughs) and care is at the center of this idea. It is definitely a number two idea. Yes.
2: Look at Meg, me and Megan. This is why we're bad boys.
0: <laughs> bad boy crew, baby. <laughs> bad baby now thing? I think this obviously means that incorrectly, Kelly has a tearless. Wow, a tearless. <laughs> pet video idea as number three and even more correctly the opposition of my idea number one we have <laughs> AJ Norris thinking that germ-free hot
1: dogs are not the way to live in 2021 okay let me talk about my main criticism with the tearless pet thing
2: and then I'll talk about my main criticism with the hot dog yeah
1: let's shit on Megan for a minute um, so <laughs> my issue with the the dead pets I don't want to say, like, I grew up just fine, but, like, I grew up and I'm, like, okay. I'm, like, relatively okay adjusted. And my parents, if my pet just died, they'd just be like, oh, they're gone to the farm. We did discover before recording that I perhaps came from white trash and didn't know. So maybe that's why. But they were just like, yeah, your your pet, it's gone to the farm. That's that. And I was, like, sad for a day, but it was fine. I got over it. I need to be lied to.
0: So I want to be let down easy. Do not tell me the truth. <laughs> tell me what makes me feel okay. And may I say, even as an adult, my parents just do not tell me if anyone is sick or is going to die. They, they spring that on me way later, especially when I was at university. My family... Um, we have a lot of pets. My parents are divorced and remarried. They both have had many pets. So I go to university and then come back like once a year. And I'm like looking around the house being like, where is this cat? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that cat died like seven months ago. It's like, excuse me, but everyone else is over it. So I'm sad, but it's like... <laughs> No one else is in the same place as me. Maybe they could have sent me this video even as an adult (laughs) and maybe inform me and drop some news. Maybe it's a way to tell you without even needing to tell you. It's just like you get this video. So maybe it doesn't even only apply to kids, which only makes it for sure my number two spot. You've only made me double down on my decision. Does anyone else have anything to say about their number three idea before
1: I elaborate? Yeah, AJ hates hot dogs. I'm I'm interested.
2: I don't hate hot dogs. Uh, Issue number one. There is no mask.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They should have known in 2013.
2: (laughs) They should have knew. I've been knew. They should have been known. (laughs) That is it.
1: Oh, my God. I'm imagining Nathan comes out in, like, a, like, Halloween mask <laughs> to serve <laughs> the hot dogs. Now, we do know yes. that Nathan
0: Fielder does wear a mask. He did put out a video recently, nomming on some M&Ms, oh, yes. him, sneaking them into his mask. So we know he's a fan of masks. And I am confident. I'm confident that if he were to have this idea mm-hmm. this year... There would be people wearing masks, and it might even be more extreme and more germ-free. So,
2: can I derail this?
1: I don't think you need to ask.
2: Okay, I would like to rank M um, Ms, peanut M Ms, and Skittles.
1: Ooh, what is the
2: best food to sneak? In?
1: Oh, peanut M Ms are number one for sure. Then normal M Ms, then Skittles. You know what? We actually agree.
0: What? Now you're making sense. That or that order is perfection. I have nothing to say.
2: Why is Skittles last? Why are we not sneaking the Skittles? Taste the rainbow.
1: Chocolate is better than like fruity gummies. And I think Megan and I both also had braces. And I think Skittles were one of the things that you couldn't really eat with braces. Whereas chocolate melts, so you can always eat that.
2: Oh, so this is yep. a USU.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, AJ,
0: I think we determined most things are a me issue. (laughs) Oh
2: my gosh. Okay, thank you for um, one of my shorter Duel links.
0: Now, if I may say the magician at the bar is the worst idea, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, do not put magicians who are already an at-risk demographic
1: (laughs) (laughs) Megan's like, frontline workers, you're fine. Magicians, though, they should be getting the vaccine first. I did not say
0: that. Do not come for me.
2: You just but called them at risk workers.
0: They are, if you are putting them in the position to take drunk people's keys, you're going to need some really buff uh, magicians. <laughs> that sounds sexy. I mean, <laughs> we're
2: talking. Maybe that's on your camera.
0: We're talking about my ideal man all of a sudden, but, you know.
2: A buff magician.
0: A buff magician is, like, my my key demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Megan saw Magic Mike and was like, where's the magic? <laughs> I have never seen Magic Mike, and I will never watch Magic Mike.
2: Because the previews did not have any magic. <laughs>
1: So should we get into the the name of the episode, The Claw of Shame? I
2: would like to say I'm having a great time.
1: Oh, oh good. As long as we are
0: it'll make up for the viewers not. <laughs>
1: the listeners are loving it, I'm sure.
0: Don't tell us if you aren't. Kelly, do you want to explain this Claw of Shame?
1: yes so the claw of shame this is an idea that nathan had dreamed up because people were criticizing him for not taking the most risks so he thought i'm gonna take the biggest risk of all time by potentially having to go to jail for being a sex offender so essentially he dreams up this whole thing where he's like, okay, I've always been into magic. I'm going to learn how to escape from some handcuffs so that I can make sure that I can stop this machine, which, if I don't stop it in 90 seconds, will be pulling down my pants in front of an Mm -hmm. audience of children. There will be an LAPD officer who will be standing by who will arrest me if my pants and underwear come down and I expose myself to children. And we Mm -hmm. go into this entire... Explanation of how Nathan is able to set this up.
2: So I believe there is this famous quote. uh, Please forgive me when I butcher this. Uh, We could end up dead or worse, expelled.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes, Hermione.
2: Like, yeah, this had the same energy.
1: Yes. 100%.
2: (laughs) I love this so much. Mm -hmm. I think if you bring this here, I'm, like, sold. Well, I'm not sold. Don't expose yourself (laughs) to children. (laughs) But for Nathan, I'm okay with this segment.
0: Now, to be fair, his goal is to not expose himself. Um, And his original idea was that there would be two people using (laughs) rope to pull down his pants. And he would be exposing himself to a room of adults. Now, he decides to consult... Actually, should we talk about the um, the escape artist first? I got the order yeah. wrong. Yeah. Let's okay. Talk about
2: the escape artist.
0: Okay, so. After explaining the risks involved and what Nathan plans on doing, he needs to learn how to escape a set of handcuffs. So he was a magician as a teenager, but he's not an escape master. So he booked a class with escape master Mark Pascal so he can learn to pick the lock on a pair of handcuffs. We now see a segment, a bit of a montage of Mark teaching Nathan what to do. He uses a shim which is normally a hairpin that's stuck in your hair. And it's been adapted a little bit that you can use to pick the walk. Now, after Nathan is taught how to use it, his first attempt takes 34 minutes and he has to get it down to 90 seconds. So he shows Mark his plan with a bunch of stuffed animals and dolls. And he has himself as like a Ken doll with a duck and a Barbie pulling down his pants on either side, exposing himself. And one of the funnier bits of the segment is he, after he shows Mark this, um, he asks Mark, you know, we'd love to credit you on this. We're going to make sure that you're noted as a consultant on this project. And Mark continuously says like, you know what, actually, I'm going to have to get back to you. We are a little off of, of my realm of expertise. Right now, mm-hmm. um, but but he says, "Don't worry, it's already done. We're putting you on the on as the credits." Um, and there's a little back and forth where Mark says, "I'm going to have to get back to you," and we learn that Mark never gets back to him. And Nathan kindly includes him in the credits and this segment, fully mm-hmm. crediting him for helping him escape multiple times. Multiple times. Now Nathan then decides he's going to practice, and it takes him about a month of practice to finally get his time down to getting out of those handcuffs.
2: I raised my hand.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Who did it better? Mark or the funeral lady from last week?
1: <laughs> so I do like Mark's Mark's little move of saying like, I don't know, this is moving a little bit out of my field. Which I thought was was a very diplomatic way to say, like, mm-hmm. please remove me from this narrative. Mm-hmm. But I, I still do think Candy... Candy, to me, she showed a little bit more emotion when she was turning Nathan down. Whereas Mark mm-hmm. just seemed like he was getting more irritated.
0: Now, the issue with Candy's response is that she would say, you know, I'm leaning more yes <laughs> than no. But I think Mark... <laughs> Was truly leaning more no than
1: yes. (laughs) But Candy, Candy only had to go through with the fake funeral one time. Mark is credited on this escape four different times at the end. So I think the avoidance strategy was actually worse for him. I think if he explicitly said, no, do not put me on this, then they wouldn't have been able to.
0: Now, at that point, he had already signed paperwork and was being filmed for the show. So I wonder if he even had the option of not crediting himself if he had explicitly said no.
1: So Nathan then decides he needs to essentially find someone who's going to explain precisely what will get him charged as a sex offender if he goes through with this. (laughs) So he finds this retired judge um, who is the Honorable Anthony Filosa, which... I want to say off the bat, Anthony Filosa has passed away. Very sad. Such a bummer. He seems like a chill as fuck dude. During the scene where he's talking to Nathan, he's like smoking a cigar and wearing a fantastic striped shirt. Mm-hmm. So lots of love to Anthony Filosa. But
2: from the judges th- that I've interacted with, he has to be up there, even though I have not interacted with him. But I watched him on TV.
0: Sorry. All interactions these days are virtual, so it's probably (laughs) as close as you could get to him in 2021. Now, one of my favorite segments of the whole show is Anthony suggesting to Nathan uh, how he could ensure that he becomes a registered (laughs) sex offender. Now... The the subtle words of Anthony, um, he asked Nathan some specific questions. Uh, mm-hmm. Nathan says, you know, they're going to pull my pants down and I will be exposed to a group of adults. And all Nathalie says is adults, not children, which leads Nathan to say, oh, like, is that wrong? Should it be children? And Anthony says, you know, it's not it's not my place to say which of course cues nathan that this is exactly what i should do
2: question he says that's not my place to say but he also brought it up
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. he certainly says it
2: <laughs> okay cool
0: now nathan is taking diligent notes during this segment we get a flash at mm-hmm. his notebook and he says number one no accident number two kids number three must be in public So there also must be the element of willfulness proven. So he has to say out loud, if this goes wrong, whatever.
1: Yes, I believe Anthony tells him, you need to say, folks, anything can happen here. And if it does, so what?
2: I think we need to start this podcast off with anything could happen.
1: (laughs) But if so, so So what? So (laughs) what?
0: That really should just be the catchphrase <laughs> phrase of the podcast. That's our new intro. <laughs>
1: that is our oh new God. intro.
2: <laughs> yes, I agree.
1: <laughs> From now on, that is how we are opening the pod.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Anthony also tells Nathan, you know, if you have two people who are helping pull your pants down, they're also going to be charged as sex offenders. So you can't have people involved. So that cues Nathan to realize, okay, it can't be people. I need to find a robot. Mm -hmm.
2: There are so many opportunities for him to just drop this. Yeah. (laughs) And to just be like, you know what? This is good. I'm good. I'm living my best life. (laughs) No one cares. But he's just so determined to become a registered sex offender.
0: So now they realize they need to find a robot. So they email the U.S. defense. They email NASA. And they're trying to find a technology that apparently many companies believe doesn't exist yet. So I did take a screenshot of one of the emails. We don't get every part of it, but I am going to read it. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) So it says, if the ladder doesn't need to be in a particular studio or can it happen in an off-site lab? Timeframe and budget dot, dot, dot. I'm afraid to say that we, i.e. the human race at this point in time, don't don't yet have the technology to achieve your desired goal in the general sense that is the problem of manipulating buttons and zippers in this manner of human fingers is something that can barely be performed in a lab setting under controlled conditions and the problem of perceiving said buttons and zippers on arbitrary pants in arbitrary positions is similarly difficult each of those tasks on its own could be a five-year PhD thesis, which I hope someone has done by now.
1: Yeah, if anyone here is a student, please, we need this technology.
0: I agree. That, that said, with some companies, i.e. a snap rather than a button, a loop zipper pull rather than a metal tab, your pelvis being positioned in a cons- consistently repeatable location, <laughs> the action could be made to work, dot, dot, dot. At this point, the email is cut off, But I think this is all to say everyone who Nathan emails is taking it very seriously and is (laughs) trying to come up with a solution. So this project has been in the works for many, many months. They're taking Mm -hmm. it very seriously. And I would assume is the most expensive stunt or segment done on the show. Now, we do
1: get one response. Uh, Kelly, do you want to take this part? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, one, I would like to see the cold email that, that Nathan sent to these companies and what exactly he outlined for them, because I feel like that would be very funny.
2: I would like to think that he did not send them an email but a video of the dolls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this is my prototype, but I need a robot instead. So, yes, after essentially... Getting no response from the U.S. Department of Defense and from NASA. He gets one response from real FX. And so this is like some sort of FX company in L.A. I would assume. And they say they can do it. So he goes and meets up with this guy, John, who is an engineer. And he essentially shows John exactly what he needs to happen. John says, yeah, we have this like robot arm that can do it. The only thing is we're going to need you to get some special pants and underwear made. So that it's easier for the robot to be able to pull your pants down. So then he goes to a tailor. And the tailor fashions him some pants and underwear. Also lends him a lovely leopard print thong. And we see many shots of Nathan's booty. Don't know if I really needed, but we got them. (laughs) And he practices a lot with the tailor as well. And to the point where he gets down pretty quickly.
0: Yes. Was the tailor prepared for this job? I'm not sure. He had the underwear. He had the underwear ready. Um,
2: I think the tailor might have be been a little too excited for to do this job.
0: <laughs> the tailor was committed to the bit. <laughs> he was all in for helping Nathan complete his goal. And something that I love is throughout this segment, like I really feel like there's this professional or around this machine you know we're getting very high-tech animations that are put into corners mm-hmm. um previewing the claw coming later in the segment throughout this we're getting these great voiceovers we're seeing these really cool shots of the robotic arm which is the kr 15 mm-hmm. um so the two of them had designed these loops that the tailor is putting on. And the, the picture that John draws is really funny, um, but I guess is enough to get the job done. After the pants get made with the appropriate loops, they get sent to real FX, And the robot is then able to practice over and over and over again, taking off the pants, unzipping it doing the underwear in that order to you know really build suspense for the crowd
1: yeah and shortly after that nathan decides he would want to meet up with a convicted criminal who went to jail for 11 years for violent crimes because he wants to hear what it would be like if he does end up going to prison So he's like, I want to meet up with someone who's been inside. He meets up with Jimmy Murphy, who served over 11 years for violent crimes. And essentially what Jimmy tells him is that if you are a sex offender, that's going to be bad for you in prison.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And an example that he gives is that you might find a, a couple Snickers bars on your pillow, and then you might eat them. And then another inmate might say, well, you need to pay for them now. And then you might find your head bouncing off of a belt buckle of that inmate.
0: Now, the part of the story I would personally like to focus on is the Snickers bar. That is a very (laughs) low-ranking chocolate bar for me. It's not one I would maybe even eat. It might just sit on the pillow and maybe I'd have no issue. So I would like to know what are each of your favorite chocolate bars, as we already learned our peanut M&M, M&M, Skittle ranking. (laughs)
2: I would like to start off by ignoring your question. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my thing. I'm going to go off on two different things, not really tangents. In what world do you just see a candy bar on your (laughs) pillow and be like, oh, this is mine. Someone was so gracious enough in prison to just give me candy. I may have committed a sex offender crime, but at least I get a Snickers out of this without even asking Um, I feel like there is a strong possibility that one, it is your cellmates, or two, you could get raped for this. Now, I think if you just eat the Snickers, you should just leave and be like, oh, they might come back later for your Snickers. Number two, Twizzlers. It is not a chocolate, but it is a candy. It is a candy that I enjoy very much. Um... I don't eat other people's chocolate because chocolate could get melty and gooey and gunky, and I feel like I like the idea of it being sturdy when I enter. Y'all know the heating system in prison. Y'all might not know, but... Um, <laughs> could,
1: I can imagine uh, it's not great.
2: Yeah, it probably ain't, like, great. Y'all ain't keeping it at a cool 73 degrees in there. Um I don't think they care, so... Would you eat a melted
1: Snickers? I like your Twizzlers point. It's not something that I thought of, but yeah, Twizzlers, not only do they not melt, but you could eat like one and then like save the rest. Like you could kind of hoard your Twizzlers instead of having to eat the whole chocolate bar. A Twizzler is not a chocolate (laughs) bar.
0: That is all I need to say on that. I asked... What is your favorite chocolate bar? You said Twistler.
2: <laughs> okay, I got a question. Yes. Is a Reese's cup a chocolate bar?
0: Yes, oh. yes, yes, and. Yes, yes and. and. Reese's are the best
1: of all time.
2: 100%. I don't think they're a chocolate
1: bar, but I do think they're the best.
2: <laughs> they are the best, They are the best. Yes.
1: They're chocolate like treat.
0: I don't know if I'd call them a bar. In addition, you would yes. never get in trouble because they come in packs of three and you can share Wait, them. Wait, three? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Canada, they come in packs of three.
2: What is this wonderful world I am missing?
0: <laughs> because we are overindulgent Canadians who require a little more.
1: <laughs> we need a little extra sugar.
2: I like to think your government's been like, y'all been good this year, so y'all get the extra increases.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did hear rumor
0: that in America, you only get two, and that is so sad to me. So, I think I would not eat the Snickers bar. AJ, would you have picked up a Snickers bar left on your pillow?
2: No. I don't trust these hoes.
0: Kelly? <laughs> no. Oh. Now, Kelly, would you like to describe what Nathan says next? Because I am hardcore dipping and dodging.
2: Can, can, can I um keep dodging in the rail? Because... Like I said, I wrote two notes. Mm
1: -hmm. Here's the other
2: note. So first off, I wrote Jamie. But I know his name is not Jamie. It's (laughs) Jesse, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, Jimmy. His name is Jimmy. Jimmy Murphy.
2: So Jimmy Murphy. I put parentheses jail guy. Mm -hmm. uh, And it says, has a tattoo of pie on his back.
1: what i did not even notice this
2: the pie symbol on his back and i was like hold up i gotta rewind and it was right there like right (laughs)
1: 3.14159 i thought you meant a piece of pie and i must
0: admit i was more excited about that (laughs) i am not a pie person but that seems like a fun tattoo like math or the food which are you not one of really neither
2: (laughs) which is the fun tattoo though
0: the piece of pie the slice of pie is a fun tattoo but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again i'm not that big of a pie person
2: here's my thing that came out of nowhere for me
0: like (laughs) why do you have a tattoo of pie that's my question maybe he loves math maybe he was a math teacher or is a math teacher (laughs) aj where is your pie symbol tattoo
1: Thank Do you, you even <laughs> math? Do we think it was? Did he get that in prison? Some there's just some guy who's like really hard. Like I'm giving out all of these math related tattoos in prison. <laughs> right?
2: so, oh my! Someone's getting i. Someone's getting negative infinity. Someone's getting the square root of two. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: hardcore, man. They're in a math gang.
2: They're our rival gang.
1: <laughs> sign, sign, cosine, sign. Three point one four one five nine
2: what was that i'm here for it but what was that
1: listen i'm hard i know the the math gang chants this is why we
0: are the bad boys crew because we cover all aspects (laughs) (laughs) you want to come at us with a math question i'ma throw it to kelly w (laughs) (laughs) we have a math teacher but his focus is on twizzlers (laughs) Maybe. I don't know what my category would be, but as we learned, I kind of avoid trivia. So
2: And cucumbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is not a tasty food. So Nathan asks yes. very pointedly about the bell buckle, alluding to the fact that he doesn't know what Jimmy means, even though we know he knows what Jimmy means. But he's trying to bait Jimmy into explaining it further. By saying, you know, oh, are people even allowed belt buckles in jail? Isn't that dangerous? Do they only have the buckle part? And kind of getting to Jimmy to explain a little bit further about being forced into an oral sex situation that you might not have expected. And Nathan dead ass looks at you and says that his head would not bounce because he would stop when he gets to the balls. And the fact that this man keeps a straight face, like, oh my god.
1: How did Nathan not win an Emmy for this episode?
0: It's true, it's true. He should have won an Emmy for this scene specifically. So after this Jimmy segment, we uh, find- Oh, so we're
2: not going to get into this.
0: <laughs> if you have something to say, you say- No,
2: I'm fine.
0: I'm good. <laughs> I feel like I have really put myself out there. And I have- taken on the job of saying what needs to get said you did great and if anyone else has anything to add you go for it now (laughs) we swiftly exit this segment and we jump back to the robotics crew and we notice that uh, they are running the robot on windows 95 and Nathan is alarmed by this fact He thinks that, you know, should you really be running this on Windows 95? Now, I worked for a Microsoft partner, and I have no idea.
1: I have an answer, an actual answer. Oh, cut out my nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's staying. I will say, when I was watching this, my first thought was that I was very surprised it was running not on Linux which this is going to get very in the weeds here for a minute. But you would want to run something like this on Windows because it's really, like, lightweight. It doesn't take up a lot of space on the disk, and most people already know how to use Windows 95.
0: Isn't it a specialized piece of equipment where you want people to need to rely on you to run it? (laughs) That's a great question. So,
1: I don't know how deep we want to get into
0: this. (laughs) The engineer that made it is like, I'm irreplaceable, you can't fire me.
1: So...
2: You can't fire me, I'm a bad bitch.
1: There's a difference between (laughs) the person who's, like, programming the robot, usually, and the person who's going to run the program, right? Mm -hmm. So on the back-end programming, like, they're not programming on that little Windows 95 screen. They're programming on an actual web, like, an actual computer. And then Mm -hmm. just putting it onto the shell of Windows 95. So the Windows 95 doesn't actually mean anything, if that makes sense. Mm. It's just a shell.
2: Yes, yes, that tracks. But say you're someone like Nathan or someone like AJ who is not technologically sound. Um, what the fuck are you doing with Windows 95 in the year 2000? Did someone bite you?
1: No, my cat was right underneath my hand and I didn't know and he stuck his nose on my finger and it scared me. I'm sorry.
2: Adorable. Um, so why are you using a 13, 14? 1995, 2013, 2013, I... 18, 18. <laughs> 18 years, so why are you using an 18-year-old program? And sure, it's just a shell, but my dumbass don't know that, <laughs> like, but honestly, it, it doesn't matter, he's trying to expose himself to children, so we're all in fair game, <laughs>
0: So Nathan is a little worried because we see the robot on the practice pants being a little sporadic, kind of pulling things this way and that, and it's making him a little nervous. But then uh, John reassures him that this is going to be okay. All of your parts are going to be well secured and nothing is going to go wrong. However, during the event, John must let the computer program run itself or else he could be held responsible for Nathan exposing himself. So he really needs to take a step back and be sure of this technology. Mm -hmm. Now, this is when we really get down to it. So we learn that a crew of 50 people have worked for two days straight to prepare for tonight's historic event. We get a very dramatic commercial and we have a clip of Nathan saying, I've been put on this earth for a reason and I believe this is God's plan for me. And he will be, of course... Inspiring millions and honoring his home country of Canada, or perhaps end up behind bars and risk deportation.
1: I don't think he would be deported, though. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be. I think they would just keep him there, right? Because wouldn't he just be a sex offender in California?
2: Should sex offenders be deported?
1: Please don't come to Canada. I don't think we want them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where where are we going to take them? We don't want them. We've got enough issues. If you are a sex offender in the United U.S., are you also one in Canada? It says, hmm, interesting.
1: Share with the class, AJ.
2: Short answer, no. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's the short answer.
1: Interesting.
2: Ain't it, though? I would assume the answer is yes.
1: I'm a little alarmed. I
0: I don't love that answer.
2: <laughs> Doesn't that seem like the wrong answer? <laughs> like, like if you were born in the U.S., Canada won't accept you. But if you're Canadian, it happens in the U.S. Uh, it's fine. Apparently, from what I just read,
0: "fine" is an interesting phrase. <laughs>
2: Uh, one I would associate with the situation. But... I agree. I agree 100%. It's not okay. <laughs> I think if you're a U.S., not a U.S., if you're a sex offender in one country, you should be it in all the countries.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a stance I can get behind.
2: Kelly, you yeah. seem so worried. <laughs>
1: I'm a little worried. <laughs> it's a little bit alarming. I'm not going to lie.
0: I would say it's fairly concerning, but alas, we will. Maybe
1: that's for another time.
2: I don't want to bring this subject back (laughs) up. I want to keep this in my past.
1: (laughs) Let's moonwalk out of this conversation.
0: Please? (laughs) So we get a countdown to the Claw of Shame that we see throughout the episode. And what's kind of fun is that the countdown timer pairs well with the minutes of the episode. So when it says there's eight minutes left... Eight minutes later in the episode, that's when the claw of shame hits you. I don't know how that would work with commercials, but with my online viewing, it was delightful.
2: Was it? Because for me, that was confusing as fuck. It was like eight minutes left, and then it, like two minutes later, was three minutes left. And I was like, yo. And then it ended, and it was like, well, we'll be back after commercial break. I was like, bruh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are watching it on different platforms i felt like it lined up very nicely for my for my personal viewing oh. i was very impressed and i noted it i was like "Ooh, that was nice timing
2: what platform are you watching it on
0: uh crave oh yeah we have weird canadian streaming here I'm we don't have comedy central
2: i'm using cbs all that is
0: Oh, mm-hmm. the CBS All Access for Canada is not so. It's so bad. It, oh, there's, no. there's truly nothing there. Yeah,
1: it sucks. But I'm anyway, <laughs> it's fine. But anyway, we're taking your sex offenders Our CBS All Access. Sucks.
2: Y'all Netflix are real good. Is it? Um, It's better than America's.
1: <laughs> we don't we don't even have British
0: Bake Off. I have to like use a VPN to get that.
2: Oh which
0: is very high on my priority list but anywho also yes. do what I, I mean I don't use a VPN but anyway
2: <laughs> is that a bad thing to use a VPN?
1: It's illegal. Is it illegal? i don't know though like we just learned that you can be a sex offender in the u.s and come back to canada (laughs) so does it matter if you use a vpn (laughs) i pay for it so i feel like that means it's legal
0: because it's cost me something already but if it's illegal delete this
2: kelly cut this cut this entire part of this conversation
0: (laughs) i don't i don't want to go i don't want to go like this anyway okay so at this point in the episode we see all of the children who will be in the audience and we meet all the parents of said children who are sitting nearby in a tent waiting for their kids to watch this performance. And Nathan assures them, Don't worry, I'm going to blur your faces so you don't have to worry about your coworkers wondering why you did this for $100 and get questions from the community. Mm-hmm. And this is so funny because he barely blurs their faces. And yes, you are. Like, I think it's pretty safe to say you're a terrible parent if you did this, right?
2: Now, are you?
0: I would say there are better ways to make $100 than signing your kids up for this. And if even Nathan Fielder is reaming you out for this, there is a problem. There is a problem. You are the problem.
1: I feel like the thing is, they probably signed a bunch of stuff, and I'm sure they were very much like, he's going to escape, don't worry, blah, blah, blah. So, I I don't want to call them bad parents, necessarily. We can call them not good parents. It's questionable. <laughs> it's definitely questionable. <laughs> they are more bad than good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're chaotic, man. <laughs>
1: So we make it to the Great Escape, and we're introduced to the three people who are going to be assisting with this whole thing. So we have our friend Officer Billy Smalling, who we previously met in the mm-hmm. Teen Street episode. Are you at
2: all curious of how Nathan got him to be like, okay, I'll do this?
1: Yeah, he's like the LAPD <laughs> officer guy. I I don't know. It's like, do we think they're personal friends?
0: I feel like once you do one episode, you're like, I'm all in. This is what I do. (laughs) Anytime you need me, I'll be there, hilarious, entertaining, and you pay me. Okay. And you're a consenting adult. We love
1: consent.
2: We are a pro-consent podcast. Yes,
1: we say halfway through this episode, which is about people exposing themselves to children.
0: You paused for a good long time, but you got where we needed to go. You really thought about it.
1: So we see um, the Honorable Anthony Filosa, who is also there consulting on this whole thing. We see Matt Money Smith, who is going to be calling the event and commentating and one of his questions to nathan is why are you doing this and nathan says for the show he actually he says you know for the show and stuff (laughs) and stuff
2: what's the and stuff like if it was like oh just for the show there's plausible deniability that this was not your idea but now you're saying and stuff and now you're like what kind of kinky ish are you trying to get? Oh.
0: He wants that Emmy.
1: <laughs> He's trying.
2: So we, you will give him an Emmy for this episode.
1: <laughs> I'd consider it.
2: <laughs> uh, what 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 did they say? Um, this is for the Academy
1: consideration. So we get those guests, and then we also see Nathan skyping quickly with his parents. He informs them that the next time that they see him, he might be behind bulletproof glass. And they are extremely confused. Yes, they do sound
0: very concerned. Um, He says, I'm about to do something very risky. Next time I talk to you, it might be behind bulletproof glass. His mom, Deborah, asks why. And he says, like, I love you guys. Wish me luck. And then pretends to have internet problems and just exits the conversation, leaving his parents very concerned we get a little segment a montage before this of nathan as a child doing magic he was born in 1983 we are introduced to his parents and then we really just jump into the the main event this episode
2: i got a quick question real quick Mm -hmm. um pause i love how he's like we're going to introduce um nathan it was just basically like yeah he was born Onto the show. <laughs> 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 like, just nothing else. But how would your parents react if you FaceTimed them or messaged them? And that was your question. Like, next time you see me, I might be behind bulletproof glass.
1: Sherry, Kelly's mom would be very upset yeah we called my mom on one episode and she was she was pretty concerned um and (laughs) because kelly called her at like 10 at night and she was so worried from the jump being
0: like what's wrong and kelly just asked her like a random question meg how would
1: your your parents react oh not not good not well i wouldn't tell them though (laughs) i would never i would never tell them about this I like that he's so vague too. He's not like this is what I'm doing. Like he's just like I might go to jail. That's all. Which I thought it was a
0: very weird phrasing. Like I mm-hmm. thought he was going to say I might be behind bars, but to say I might be behind bulletproof glass, like to me that would not be clear that you're going to jail. Like that sounds like you're protected and safe.
2: He could just be in a cop car in the back of it
0: or the front. Well- <laughs>
2: pause the gall to be getting arrested and be like can I sit in the front seat
0: <laughs> <laughs> in this hypothetical I feel like to me these are like positive situations he could have found himself in that like he's just like taking a ride with a, with a cop buddy and he's just trying to spook his parents
2: Megan don't sit there and pretend that Nathan would not ask to sit in the front seat while he's being arrested <laughs> that is so his energy <laughs>
0: We, we now know he can pick locks he can pick locks he would not those handcuffs would not be long on those wrists so matt our sports announcer extraordinaire says i hope their night doesn't end with a man exposing himself we get 90 seconds on the clock nathan says something might happen here and if it does so what and then we cut to the no-cut cam, which is a camera that is pointed at his wrists, which are handcuffed above his head. And we start getting this extreme action scene. We have the timer. We have the kids that are fully looking. And we can see him pulling a, a little bobby pin or a shim out of his hair. And he's working away on it. And the robot starts dramatically like taking his pants down like a little bit at a time it's like flirting <laughs> it's like flirting with him like do we think that this was the most suspenseful order should maybe he have been wearing a shirt that comes off as well whoa like should there what? have been a longer sequence or do we think that just like shimming one side of the pants down then the other then the front like is that a good order should this have been more dramatic you have 90 seconds
1: this is Megan's new magic mic cut.
2: <laughs> She's like, This is all I wanted from Magic Mike.
1: <laughs> I've never seen Magic Mike. <laughs> I do think the order makes sense in terms of like logically, like the way the robot needs to do it.
2: I'm not going to lie. When I watched the robot do this, I was like, Wait, how do I take off my pants? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does it measure up?
2: <laughs> Does it check? <tread>? I don't. <laughs>
0: Do you have
1: you have these big loops on your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Takes you ninety seconds just to pull them down.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I call them.
0: I also love how the robot in between the pulling actions just kind of like dances around and like it, it kind of <laughs> keeps the movement. It's like moving around, building suspense. We have this great footage and I'm not sure if you think that this was planned or not, but we see Nathan drop the shim and thank God it lands on his shoulder because he is able to, as you would eat a wish chip off of your shoulder... He uses his mouth to pick what? it up. What?
1: What do you mean? <laughs> I have no idea what you are describing. As you would eat a what? A wish chip? This this is
0: a known thing.
1: <laughs> no, it's no. not. Do you know what a wish <laughs> chip is? I know is that that's like a folded over chip, right? Yeah, a foldy chip. Okay, oh, but just... why are you eating it off your shoulder? You're supposed to eat, <laughs> you're supposed to eat wish chips off of your shoulder. This <laughs> one? I've never
0: heard this. This is well known. I'm. This is of no... Cons- this is fine. I feel confident saying this. Su-
2: the chip cannot be touched by the thumb. It must be picked up between...
0: Are you Googling? <laughs> you're supposed to put wish chips on your shoulder and then eat them. I can't say it anymore, more
1: Clearly. <laughs>
2: Should we ask our conditioner?
1: I think we should. Listeners, we need your feedback here. Have you heard of this? Is this a tick? Should this be a TikTok trend?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> so Nathan reaches over with his mouth, as we know his hands are not available. And he picks up the shim with his mouth, passes it back to his hand. And we see him continuing, trying to take off these handcuffs. The time is ticking down. Both loops are down and the robot is diving in for the main loop around his underwear. The full Monty. The full Monty. And Nathan at the last second gets it off. There's a big red button that he slaps, which pops up a flag, a modesty flag that covers his bits Saving the children from this indecent exposure.
1: Yes, I did look this up because I also was like, wait, was this planned that he dropped the, the shiv? Shiv? Yes. Shim? What's it called? Which Shim. Shiv? Shim. Um,
2: A shiv is something different that <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's back
1: in the prison <laughs> section. So Nathan did say that he did not pin, dropped the pin on purpose. It actually did slip out of his hands. But in the episode, he had a second one taped behind his ear. Um, So if he wasn't able to get that one that dropped on his shirt, he would have been able to grab one from behind his ear. And he also said he can't get into specifics, but he definitely made sure that he was going to be able to get the handcuffs off before they did it in front of an audience. So there was, like, no way he was actually going to
0: flash
2: this genuinely upsets me listen i am here for children not seeing appendages of grown-ass men i am okay with that part what i'm not okay with is him lying to me
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair like
2: just say that i would prefer it if it was like oh no i dropped it I'm not about to be shown. So he starts like kicking the machine or like moving out the way or stuff like that. Crap. But like, it's like, oh, this was real urgency. But don't be like, "Uh, I was never going to fail.
0: Yeah. I think honestly, it's probably for the best. And I also don't like dishonesty, but it's okay when it's like children's
1: little eyes. I'm okay (laughs) with that. Yeah. Some of the kids were kind of mad though. Like they were like, oh, I thought it was funny.
2: Question. Do you think the parents were like, oh, there's no way I'm going to let my child do this? And he was like, oh, no, too many parents are saying no. Let me just let the parents in on the joke that they're not going to see anything. So that way we can actually get some kids.
1: Yeah. For sure the parents knew. Uh, I think it had to be.
0: Yeah, I I think for sure.
2: I like the idea of there being just a bum of a parent
0: out <laughs> in this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a hundred dollars, my kid might see a dick. <laughs> I I feel like that that demographic definitely exists. It just might have been hard to find on short notice for the show, and also like in the area and all that.
2: I th- I think he might be in the wrong state for that.
1: Yeah, well, I think so. The thing with California is so many parents want their kids to get into like acting and stuff. And putting your kid on, like, a show like this is an easy way to get them, like, an IMDb credit, right? Mm-hmm. So I bet a lot of parents were, like, into that idea. And there is one of the kids who I did find their IMDb, and they've been, like, pretty successful and, like, been in a lot of stuff. Um,
2: I'm not going to lie. A little girl was laughing, and I was extremely uncomfortable with her laughter.
0: Now, <laughs> I did write down all of the quotes from the children, and I would like you to each pick your favorite quote. Or we can determine which is the most quotable child. Okay. Okay. So we have, ah, the robot pulled his pants down, but he won. We have, it was really funny. I really wanted his pants to fall down because it's hilarious. We have, I would have been sort of offended if his underwear fell down, but not that much. And lastly, we have he pressed the button and it didn't fall down. And I was like, yes, I was like,
1: hallelujah. (laughs) I I think the hallelujah kid is the funniest. I
2: like the hallelujah kid.
1: He was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. He's (laughs) giving me
0: everything I needed. They were all super cute and fun, and Nathan was, like, cheering and excited, and they all run over to hug him, and Nathan tells everyone that, you know, I wanted to follow my dreams. I want to let all of you to go follow your dreams, and the kids are, like, hysterically laughing at him that this was his dream.
2: I'm not going to lie. He made me uncomfortable in this situation. Um, I'm not a fan of strange men hugging children. Especially if just, like, minutes ago you were about to show them your appendage.
1: I I agree. (laughs) I think he should have put on, like, a pair of sweatpants. Like, I feel like it's weird because he's, like, not wearing pants still. (laughs) Is he not? How did I miss that? I'm pretty sure he's still not wearing pants when he hugs the kids. What is this I feel like he definitely did the pants up.
2: Yeah, he did the pants.
1: Yeah, there's no way
0: he walks over with no pants.
2: I say if he hugs the kids when no pants on, we cancel the show. We have to cancel the show. We have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> we cannot continue from that.
0: I feel like it's fine. I also feel like he probably hung out with the kids before and chatted with them a bunch and like their parents and they're like, oh, we're congratulating someone. All these kids thought it was funny. So it didn't bother me that they ran up to hug him.
2: I got a question. This is this is the type of crap I do. There was 10 children, but only eight parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh some of them must have been siblings right
2: i like the idea that two kids was like i want to see what's happening over there
0: <laughs> <laughs> but those parents got two hundred dollars right
2: is that fair to get more money just because you have more children
0: they definitely you know what i swear to god if they didn't give the kids the money i'm gonna be so mad oh Their no kids the parents the money? definitely
1: took the money
2: you know what the kids are going to do? They're going to buy some Snickers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bad chocolate bar choice. Ain't nobody spending money on that chocolate bar. So normally Kelly would do a check-in with what businesses are open and what aren't, but we don't have any businesses unless we count the robot company that we can really look into. Cause we didn't get the names of the failed segment companies.
2: Oh, uh, I can tell you. Um, the, the hot dog vendor is not hot dog vending. I can tell you that with certainty. Oh, he was a magician. He was a magician. He
0: was a magician at a club, but we don't really know what club.
2: Do yeah. you think homeboy got in a relationship within these past eight years?
1: Oh, the guy was sleeping on the couch. Yes. I hope so I hope he gets. A- I hope he got a bed. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he learned to brush his teeth more. That would also be nice.
2: Yeah, I agree. I hope he learned to live closer to a bar.
1: Yeah, I hope he isn't no. still drinking and driving. Also, like, bro, just use Uber, like everyone else. So yeah, we we don't really have anything to check up on with the businesses this time. Um, but overall, the claw of shame. Uh, this is, this was quite a stunt. I thought this was
0: hilarious because nothing bad happened, and I especially liked how much effort they put into the graphics and pitching it. I think you said you found the person who did the voiceover.
1: So the guy who did the voiceover for the animal hospital um, from what I can find it looks like his name is Taishi Mizuno Mizuno like the shoe company Um, and he has done a lot of work so he has been a producer on a bunch of different stuff. Um, It looks like he was on an episode of Westworld Looks like he's had some, some pretty good success, so. Oh,
0: That's very Westworld.
1: cool. Yeah, I have not watched.
2: Is Westworld a good show?
1: I've seen
0: most of the first season, and I did like what I saw, and I couldn't tell you why I stopped watching it.
2: Megan, that is the most relatable thing you have ever I'm
0: said. Relatable. <laughs>
2: like, I agree. You, everything you said, I was like, yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, if I stop watching an episode or a show, it's because I've caught up to when you have to wait every week. And I just bail until it's all out.
2: See, um, I'm an emotional watcher. Mm -hmm. Like, I get invested. And sometimes I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I can't do this right now. And then if I can't do it right now, it seems like now never comes.
0: I've, I've been meaning. So I watched the first season of Dark on Netflix, which I loved. But it, it was a lot to, like, you really have to focus to, like, f- remember mm-hmm. who everyone is. Or at least I needed to focus a lot. And then a few years later, season yes. two is now out. And I keep meaning to watch it. But I'm like, I know for a fact I have to go back and rewatch season one. And I have to, like,
1: have that mental focus ready. So that's pretty much it for the episode. Um, This has been... A wild, wild ride. I feel like we've covered so many topics. I literally don't remember what we talked about tonight. So this is going to be a surprise for me when I'm editing.
2: I. I'm excited to see what actually
1: happens. AJ, pitch all <laughs> like, of
0: all of yeah. your things. Tell the people everywhere to find you. Everything to listen to.
2: I like how you say all of my things. Like I do nothing.
1: <laughs> Give us your TikTok.
2: If y'all want to tutor me, DM me at TheKidNorris on Twitter. <laughs> like, be my math t- tutor.
0: <laughs> if you love this podcast, make your bio hashtag Bad boy crew.
2: If you want to be part of the hashtag Bad Boy only Crew, the only ones. the real ones, have it in their bio.
1: Yeah, and thank you so yes, much yes, for yes. joining us, AJ. Everyone, please make sure you follow AJ at the Norris on Twitter, and go listen to all his pods. He was on... RANAP recently, and I think you're going to be on a Survivor RHAP podcast soon, too, right?
2: Yep. I was on Renap last week. I was also on Twitch Ultimate Trivia with the great Shannon Gates and the great Haley Strong. And this upcoming week, I'm going to be on the Survivor Rewatch podcast on RHAP. I'm going to be with the sequester star, Jacob Jones himself, talking about Survivor Nicaragua.
1: Please make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NathanForUsPod. Please leave us a rating interview on Apple Podcasts. Please let us know your stance on all of the different things we talked about. Um, are Reese's piece, Are Reese's peanut butter cups a chocolate bar or not? I would like to know.
0: Very important questions we need answered. This has been Kelly, Megan, and AJ on your side.